Hello, my name is Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey. I'm running at large for the Board of Education, making sure all students have quality, accessible, and equitable education is my priority. It would be an honor to serve our community as a member of the board. Vote Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey for BOE during early voting or on primary day, May 17th. Paid for by Sabrina Kuhn Godfrey for BOE. Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. And welcome back to another episode of Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Northwest Guilford girls lacrosse coach Charlotte Kerwin joins me tonight. Charlotte, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to have you on. I'm just going to get right into it. So you grew up in Maryland playing field hockey here in high school and before playing field hockey collegially at Appalachian State. Describe growing up and how you found field hockey and ultimately why you chose to come down south uh, for school. Um, field hockey was just a happy accident. Um, one of my friends, her dad wanted her to be, um, like just to try other sports. And so she convinced us to all sign up for this clinic and we just played and, um, I ended up doing some more camps with it and just tried out for my high school team in the fall and ended up really loving it, um, and putting all my efforts and energies. And then, um, I always knew I wanted to come to college down here, um, and I wanted a bigger school where I could play, um, but they also had a good football program. And so app kind of just like checked every single box. Um, and so that's how I ended up down here and then got a job right out of college at Northwest. So it was great. And going back, uh, before we go into Northwest, actually, I'll keep uh, getting a little bit into that uh, career of yours. So after playing field hockey uh, in high school and college, how did you ultimately get into the coaching? Go specifically more into how you got to Northwest Guilford and, and Greensboro, as you were just talking about there. Um, so when I graduated, I wanted to be a teacher. And so and I also knew I wanted to coach as well. Um, and I had played lacrosse in high school. Um, of course, I mean, you're from Maryland. Is it impossible to not? Right. Um, and so I um wanted to play, I wanted to, or I wanted to coach field hockey and I knew I did want to help with lacrosse as well. Um, and so I just was reaching out to schools to see if I could get a job and I could coach on the side, do both of them. Um, and Northwest, um, was gracious enough to allow me to do that, um, and help out with both programs. Yeah. And for our listeners, she also coaches, uh, coach North Carolina fusion field hockey team as well. The U19 select team. How did that opportunity come about? Um, one of the girls from West Forsyth, her dad was putting together a club team and he was just like really excited and was, you know, reaching out to coaches and his middle daughter, um, played at app, um, just after I did. So, uh, you know, we kind of knew each other through the field hockey grapevine. Um, so he reached out and was like, Hey, do you want to come coach and help me with this? And so, um, I've been with him since I'm trying to grow the, grow that game. Excellent. And well, now we'll go uh, focus more on the Northwest Guilford side of things. So uh, this 2022 campaign off to a hot start, 7-1 and one overall, 6-0 and in conference play. What has been the key factor early in the season on that success? 
Um, just the, um, girls level of commitment, wanting to work and, um, wanting to play, um, they hold themselves to a high standards and, um, that really just kind of benefits us, um, and benefits the whole team when everyone wants to work and do well. Absolutely. It's always good to have a buy-in, um, when everyone's on the same page and make sure the culture and foundation is set. So, Going back a little bit, if I could, last year in 2021, you had an undefeated conference season, that 10-0, 15-2 record overall, but you fell in the third round of the state playoffs. What is the key, though, ultimately to continuing to climb that mountain in hopes of winning a state championship? Because obviously that's the goal. We all want to win. We all want to do our best. But at the same time, there is an ultimate goal out there, which um, in every high school sport, that's the state championship. So what, what is that ultimate, how does that success look like when you climb the mountain as you continue to get better each year? Uh, how can that success be sustained? Um, I think just doing the basics. I think it all comes down to doing the basics, who can catch and throw consistently, who can um, step up and play solid D consistently and limit the opportunities that um, the other team has. Um, when you, you know, I don't know how many people know much about lacrosse, but when you can catch and throw, you can maintain possession of the ball. And so if you make those kind of mistakes and you put the ball on the ground um, or put it in a situation where the other team can steal, that leads to those turnovers. And so I think being able to do the basics really well um, and coming out strong in those in that regard, I think that leads a long way down the road. Absolutely. And going into coaching specifically, you mentioned how you started out, but um, obviously you're still young in your career, but th for anyone who wants to follow kind of in your footsteps, play college ball, play high school ball, and then go into the coaching route, what are some key pieces of advice that you would give uh, to anyone just starting out or who wants to follow a long career path as yourself? Um, I would say just keep playing as much as possible. Um, I always love it when my girls play for other coaches and other teams because they get more experience and then they come back and they tell me, oh, like we did this with this coach. And then I think, oh, like that's actually really good. And I think just, you know, to get into coaching, just looking at what you're doing in practice and why and thinking about, okay, what can I do to get better? Um, and, you know, just kind of putting yourself out there. I mean, I watch um, a lot of Instagram stories from, you know, college teams and seeing like, what are they doing at practice and how can I emulate that and do those kind of things um, for playing in college? It's just about communication and recruiting and visibility, visibility. I always preach, go to camps, go to camps, go to camps, because um, I think they, it's a chance for you to meet girls on the team. It's a chance for those girls to meet you, to see if you mesh. It's a chance for you to really get to see how that coach coaches and what they are like um, in those types of environments. Um, you get to usually live on campus for a few days. So you get to live in a dorm, see what that's like. You get to eat the cafeteria food, which is never really great, but you get to at least try it and have that experience um, and really get a feel for the school um, that you wouldn't normally get just from looking at their website um, or on their Instagram or whatever. You get a much more sol solid feel of the school. Um, so I always preach, go to camps, make videos, send emails, all of that kind of stuff. Recruiting is always a great tool. And uh, obviously that's a key nowadays in these 2022 times we live in, in the social media world. That's how a lot of these young athletes, they get connected, uh, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, constantly having people reach out to them. We've got a bunch of different information being thrown at them. It's always key to um, kind of 
try to have an inner circle and try to have people who you can trust and help give you that best information um, when those inf- when that information does come about. Uh, as we wind down, Charlotte, what um, how can people connect with you or, or the team if they want to um, get connected on social media, your website, or what other places they can they connect? Um, we have Instagram. I try to post on Instagram as much as I can for them. Um, for lacrosse, I believe it is N Dub. Um, let me double check that because I don't want to say it wrong. Um, it is um, N W H S Women's Lacks. Um, is our Instagram where we post about our games and practices and um, all that kind of fun stuff. Great. Well, this was Coach Charlotte Kerwin of the Northwest Guilford Vikings head coach, girls lacrosse coach. Charlotte, it's been great having you on today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza and Italian Restaurant, 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Welcome back to another episode of Triad All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith. With me today, Coach Jeff Batson, head coach of soccer at Greensboro Page. Welcome, Coach. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Thanks. Yes. Great to have you on. Tell me about growing up and how you got into sports and specifically soccer. Um, well, growing up, I grew up in Michigan, small, uh, you know, good sized town in, in, in sort of middle Michigan called Midland, Michigan. Um, it was just big enough that, um, uh, there wasn't too many people and just small enough that it sort of still felt like a small town. And so we all just played sports growing up. Most of us, you know, two, three, four sports. So, um, you know, I was one of those that played soccer and basketball, baseball, golf. I mean, you name it, played tennis for a year. And, um, you know, but, but soccer was always a part of it and kind of kept being um, a part of, of, uh, of my sports life uh, through high school, was able to play it in college, um, you know, so I was pretty, pretty fortunate in that respect. But you know, how it really, I guess, sort of grabbed my heart a little bit is, is um, you know, late 80s, early 90s, not many kids growing up with, in soccer and liking soccer had, had kind of American Idols to look up to, you know, it wasn't basketball or baseball in that respect or football, but, um, we had the, we had a family, you know, Mr. Walshaw, uh, move into our town. He was an English guy and his son, Andrew, uh, they coached our, our travel soccer team. And so here we have a, you know, English guys coaching our team and we thought it was pretty cool and, um, really started to talk a little bit more about soccer. And, and then, like I said, throughout high school and then, uh, able to play it in college, um, just really really uh, dug in with um, you know, knowing it more and, and loving it more and getting more interested in it and uh, just just kept uh, just kept playing was fortunate enough to play a couple of years after college as well so um, it's been a big part of my life for a long time 
Absolutely. And you mentioned Michigan. You went to Alma College in Michigan where you were a four-time all-conference selection. You were a three-time all-region player and even earned the conference's MVP honor. Just go into that season of life in Alma and just tell me about your time there. Yeah. Um, it was great. Um, you know, I didn't know much about recruiting, certainly not like it is now. Um, what, you know, I guess 93, 94, uh, junior, senior high school certainly wasn't like it is now. Um, it was a great time. You know, I didn't care whether I played small school, big school, it didn't matter. You know, my whole family was, was sort of <laughs> bred to go to Michigan state, but, um, you know, I, I talked to their coaching staff a little bit, but, um, the coach Scott Fry at Alma college at the time, now at Messiah, uh, just showed a lot of interest and really developed a good relationship with them. And, uh, at one point it was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go play soccer there. Uh, also had the, 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 uh, fortune to play baseball as well. So that helped to be able to play two of my passions, but, um, I had a great four years. You know, we, uh, we, we were literally that team that went from bottom of the league to top of the league in four years. Uh, by the time, you know, our senior year rolled around, we were, um, we were conference champions for the first time ever made the NCAA tournament for the first time ever. Um, got to the third round. I mean, we had a, we had a great experience. Uh, I wouldn't trade it really for anything, you know, and it's, and it's one of those topics where I can talk to uh, my players now and, and, you know, everything's sort of focused on division one level so much that, Hey, look, go to a place that you enjoy, go to a place, a college that you can play and, and make the most of it. I mean, cause that's, I mean, that's exactly what we did. We were just a bunch of kids that loved playing and made the most of it. And, and it worked out pretty well. So it was a great experience. I wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. And so transitioning now from your playing career to your coaching career, uh, mm -hmm. you first started at Alma for four years as an assistant coach yeah. then uh, yeah. two years as head coach there as well. Um, but then after Michigan, you go to Trine University in Indiana, two years there, yeah. before yeah. then moving on to, to Greensboro, where you're at now. So yeah. um, tell me about that decision moving down uh, south from Indiana and then going to Guilford College, where you spent 10 years before uh, yeah. UNC Greensboro and now at Page. Right. So, yeah, I started out at my alma mater. Like I was pretty fortunate. I moved out to Colorado after college, uh, lived with my two good friends and was able to keep playing a little bit. And then, you know, like I said, my college coach, uh, Scott Fry, moved back to Messiah. So he called and said, hey, why don't you take over the program? Um, this was after being his assistant for two years. And I spent uh, four seasons there, four years there. And, you know, it was one of those decisions that it was just time to move on from, from Alma, smaller town, and went to college there and wanted to sort of expand my wings a little bit. And, uh, you know, Tri-State, which is now Trine, was, was a nice little place, but it, it just, it wasn't me. I didn't fit the community too well. Uh, met a couple of uh, coaches at a coaching course from this area. Actually, Justin Mullen, who was, who was the head coach when I was at UNC Greensboro, was the, was the assistant there at the time. And he just called me about a couple of weeks after the coaching course said, hey, look, you know, this, I don't know much about the school Guilford, but it's open. And so I applied and by the good graces, I, I was able to get the job there and, and um, spent 10 good years there. You know, it's uh, Guilford's a great school, a um, lot of history. Um, you know, I think we, you know, you look at sort of record wise and we didn't have the greatest record in my 10 years, but we, we did a lot of good things. Um, you know, it's division three again is, is difficult at times in terms of recruiting and retention. And, uh, we hit a little bit of that, but, um, I had some great people on my team, some great players still connected with them to this day, talk to them a lot. Um, 
Yeah, and like you said, it was able to to then move into you into Greensboro for three years, um, and enjoyed that experience a lot. And then, uh, you know, after the, going into the fourth year, um, I just had a decision whether I wanted to stay in college coaching or I wanted to sort of transition to a different um, to a different career and and really to spend more time with my family. To to put it bluntly, uh, you know, spent the first 10, 11 years of my daughters, both daughters' lives, kind of gone a lot recruiting and camps and everything else. So um, I had an opportunity to start teaching, which is what I went to school for. And then um, shortly thereafter, I had an opportunity to take over the boys program at Page, and um, had a great couple of years with them, really enjoyed it. A lot of good kids, um, had a couple of good runs, made the tournament three times in a row. And then, you know, last year taking over the, the women's program halfway through the season, uh, well, certainly wasn't planned. Um, but, uh, you know, I can say it was, it was something that I, I'm, I'm glad fell into my lap in, in one respect. You know, I don't, I don't know if you know the story, but Tim Nash, the coach, had passed away in the middle of the season. And, and I took over and, um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> took over in those circumstances. But, but at the same time, fortunately, it's, it's been a really good experience with this group of girls. Yeah, that led into my next question um, mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners. Yeah, in 2020, uh, I was there was the COVID uh, that happened with worldwide, and then obviously the unfortunate yeah. passing of Coach Tim Nash on April yeah. 3rd, 2021, where you were named the interim head coach of the girls team at Page for that shortened season. You nearly yeah. went to the state title game that year before falling in the regional finals, <laughs> and uh, eventually you were named the high school OT honor awards. Um, story of the year at that at yeah. event. So describe the emotions of that time and just the overall time period of what that meant to you and um, just take that uh, in your direction you'd like to. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can put the emotions really into words. Um, you know, the, the, the run that these girls and I, and I'll say these girls, cause, cause really I was just there to help them help guide them for the last half of the season. Uh, the run that they made in the in the state playoffs was was unbelievable. Um, you know, from the first round game, we actually got on the bus three different times in three different days to play that game. You know, the first two times the weather took a course and we had to reschedule. And then so we ended up playing up at Hickory. And then we had to play, if I'm not mistaken, three games in four days or something like that in the playoffs just because of scheduling, maybe three and five days or something. Um and, and they were great. You know, they, uh, by that time we had, we had built a little chemistry. I mean, the first couple of weeks were rough. They didn't know me. I didn't know them. And there was a lot of emotions and feelings either way. And, um, but like I said, by, by the time we got to the, um, I guess the quarterfinals, we, uh, we had a pretty good connection and they, they did everything that was asked and made a great run. Uh, that final four game against Myers park was, was an, un, was a, was a great game. Uh, whoever won that game, I thought was going to win the championship, and lo and behold, that's what happened. You know, Myers Park won, but um, the girls were were tremendous. You know, I can't I can't uh, give them enough credit for that whole thing, and they deserved that award that they got. I mean, you know, that the uh, the high school OT award, they deserved it. Absolutely. And uh, transitioning forward now, if we could, to your current season um, after going mm-hmm. fourteen and four overall and six and two in conference play last year. You're off to a great start this young season, six and one and two overall, two oh and one in conference play, ranked sixth in the state among all North Carolina teams, regardless of classification. What's been the key so far uh, to this fast start? Um, the girls, 
their their chemistry, their knowledge of each other. You know, we lost three seniors last year, and um, uh, so that the the camaraderie and and the cohesion still there. We now we we do have two girls not playing, two key players because of um, ACL injuries, um, but it's a pretty deep team, um, and they have a they have a bit of a focus and a bit of a goal. You know, they 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 love playing with each other and being around each other and frustratingly enough to me sometimes a little too much, but um, and once games start, man, they just, they just have a new, different attitude. Uh, they don't want to give up goals. You know, we've given up three so far and fair enough. One of them was, was not going to be stopped by anybody. And then the other two, uh, you know, not really, you know, not great goals, but goals nonetheless. So that, you know, they don't want to give up goals, which is the key. And then, um, you know, we're still sort of figuring things out going forward, but um, they've stuck with a couple of different lineups and a couple of different systems that, that we're trying out and um, things are starting to click right now. Now I wish, I wish the weather would cooperate so we could have some more practices, but you know, like I said, they, they love playing more than they love practicing. So get them on the field anywhere we can. Yes. Yeah, sometimes mother nature, uh, we cannot control that. <laughs> of course. Um, that's right. For any young coaches that are starting out, anyone that maybe has come up to you, what are some tips uh, that you would give them starting out? Um, well, first and foremost, don't plan on being rich as a coach. <laughs> you know, I, I sort of, I don't want to say I made that mistake, but, I, you know, as a, as a young coach, man, I was going to be the next national team coach, the next big coach. And, you know, not everybody gets paid like, you know, Nick Saban and everybody else. So um, it, it, to that point, do, do it because you want to do it. Coach, because you want to be a, a part of either giving back to the game or helping the, you know, the kids, no matter what the level, you got to help them become better people first and better players second. And if you, you know, if, I, I think if you don't have that um, sort of mindset, then you're going to struggle right away. Uh, and I can just use a quick example of my, my daughter's coach from this past fall is actually a, a, a guy that I recruited when I was at Guilford College. So I've known him a little bit, but still younger coach. And he had exactly that. He wanted to make sure the girls were better people first, better players second. And they had a great fall. You know, they, they loved him and they loved playing for him. So that, that would be my big thing. You know, just just put your head down, do the work, learn from everybody. You know, anytime you get a chance to watch coaches or a training session, just kind of soak it in and, um, you know, use the parts you like from their, from their coaches or, practice or uh, games or practices and, you know, adapt it to yourself. And as we uh, wind down, Coach, where can people connect with you or uh, the soccer team on social media? Um, probably the best is just you know, Twitter's uh, page, Page Athletics Twitter. Um, I know we have a soccer Twitter, to be, to be quite honest with you. I, I don't know it. <laughs> I don't run it, I should say. Um, but Page Athletics Twitter would be the best part of it. And then um, yeah, I'm pretty certain there's a Facebook page as well. So, uh, yeah. That'd be the best place. Well, Coach Jeff Batson of the girls soccer coach, head coach at Greensboro Page. Thanks for your time today on Try It All yeah. Stars. This has been a just a great conversation and uh, wish you the best of luck the rest of the way in the 2022 season. Yeah, Ryan, I appreciate the invite again. Thanks a lot.